Hey, y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I'm joined by Kyle. Hey. And we have Kevin. Hey, hey, hey. Been a bit since we've seen you guys on, but I'm happy to have you here. Actually, Kevin was here two weeks ago. I was ago. here last week. You're a man in things, running the yeah. show. How'd you like recording without me? So much better, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but oh, uh, yeah, I think we uh, I think we held the fort down pretty well. Just going to just gonna throw that one out there. The taskmaster <laughs> wasn't here. <laughs> I didn't have any whip fitting me in the back, so... Question for the week to start things off. What is your favorite fandom that you're currently not a part of? Maybe you're like, man, I wish I was into that. It looks really cool. Maybe you're into bronies and you're like, man, I really like those costumes. Something like that. Oh, I'll kick things off while you guys go. I uh, am probably going to say Doctor Who. And we talked about this that in the was past. Mine. Yeah. It's something that like has so much information in it that I don't know where the hell to jump in on it. And it's, I, I've said before, it's like Star Trek level. Like, I don't know where you'd start. So, I want to be involved in that universe, but I'm just going to be passing in the wind. I know it's not going to be something I could actually get into. It's too too hardcore for me. What do you guys think? Well, I'm going to tell you where to start, and that's with uh, the I think it's the ninth doc. Chris Eccleston is the one. Okay. Eccleston, Eccleston, Eccleston. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, the one before David Tennant, which is everybody's favorite doctor. David Tennant's dope. <laughs> yeah, start with the one before him, and then go through current day stuff. Oh, I know that's exactly you- who you're talking about then, because I know I know the order that they're in. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I'll check that out then. Um, I, I I was gonna say Doctor Who. Um, so I, because my wife is a big Whovian, I think is the phrase. <laughs> it sounds like a Doctor Who thing. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with another one because even though it's a little controversial, um, I've tried before to get into the Harry Potter franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, say what you will about the, the 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 route that the creator has taken and her shitty shitness, but yeah. The the Harry Potter Hogwarts whole fandom is massive, and there's that's another thing that I wish I could connect with my wife on because she watches Star Trek with me. I've tried so hard to watch both Doctor Who and Harry Potter with her. Doctor Who I could get through, Harry Potter I couldn't because I tried watching it as an adult and I never watched it as a kid. The yeah. fans of Doctor Who though, they are like next level like Star Trek fans like. They're like Ooh. up there with us with that. It's it's great. Yeah. So you haven't read the books at all? Of the Harry Potter? God, no. Really? No, no. Oh, they're actually yeah, really no. good books. I so do, do you think if you hadn't read them at this point, if you read them today, that you would like them anywhere near as much as you did when you first read them? Because that's my ha- my hang up. Well, uh, I actually read them much later after they came out. Like I only oh, started. Okay. Uh, I think maybe ten years ago. I read the whole series. Because my wife was really into Harry Potter. Yeah. And I basically just saw the movies and didn't know much else about it. And I, you know, took the challenge of reading all of them. And I did it in like six months. Like it was really fun to explore that world and, you know, get immersed in it and see what inspired the movies and seeing the differences okay. between the two. I might do that. I might read the books then first and then try to go back and watch the movies. That's a, that, yeah, that, that's a good suggestion. But, uh, I like that. The movies are drastically different in cases. <laughs> <laughs> they changed some things around here and there. Yeah. Okay. But the, I enjoyed the books immensely after seeing the movies because it kind of gave me like an idea of how things were going. Okay. And yeah. Anyway, should I watch the movies first <laughs> or read the books first? Read the books and then watch the movies. Okay. Ooh, okay. Yep. Okay. And cool. then you'll be pissed off at the changes they made. <laughs> yeah. Do you have no. a Kindle by chance? I ended up buying the first one on the Kindle for like a dollar. They, they have them like real cheap on Kindle stuff. So if you want to read digital, it's like a buck. Okay, cool. 
Kyle, what was your first question? Well, I'm going to go with the easy answer, the obvious answer, Star Trek. I haven't <laughs> seen yeah, anything. Maybe. That door's I open know, for you right now. I know. It's like like the precipice of like further knowledge and understanding in science fiction. And so it's like the last bastion, the final frontier. There it is. Basically, <laughs> basically, you need to get Kyle on an episode of Challenge Accepted to watch an episode of Star Trek. And then that will carry him over to guest host on Trek Freaks to where we can have all this uh, geek freak synergy with Kyle at the epicenter. We should make a shirt that says, like, I survived survived the network where you guest on each show. (laughs) I don't know what the equivalent would be for Star Trek, but you guys would be like the Jedi Masters to the Padawan here. I'm going to tell you right now, don't fucking say that shit at the Star Trek convention. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to go well for you. There's so much. You're an ensign, bitch. (laughs) Ensign. Oh, there you go. Okay, so you guys are the captains to my ensign. There you go. There we go. I'm the red jacket. On Trek Freaks, we do, I, I do. I shouldn't throw John in on this. I do so much comparison to Star Wars. And there, <laughs> you do. it is like comparing apples and oranges. You can compare them. I don't know why people say you can't. You can compare them. They're just not the same. There's clear differences between the two. Uh, guys, it's so many good points brought up here. I think we should do a future conversation on, this is changing back to Harry Potter, on creators versus their content and how you can separate the two. Because I'm having a really hard time with Hogwarts Legacy. Like, I have guys, I've watched so many videos on which house I should pick in Hogwarts Legacy. And <laughs> every video brings up like, we know JK Rowling's a shithead, but da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, she is. But man, I'm looking forward to this game. And the world that she created is really cool. Like I was probably like four years too late to that world, like too old when that world was coming out because I was really into Lord of the Rings at the same time when the oh, first yeah. Harry Potter was coming out. Um, but man, it's it's really hard with with what she's, who she is and stuff like that. It's like, man, Harry Potter's cool. You suck. <laughs> so... I'm going to make a suggestion. If you can wait, buy the game used. I don't typically like saying buy a game from like a GameStop or something like that, even though I have been buying Switch games at GameStop lately. Um, I'd say buy it used if you're going to buy it. If, yeah. you, if you feel dirty about buying it new and having money going toward her estate. I mean, it's already pre yeah. so that's good advice for okay. others. Okay, well, you've already spent the money, then that's cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. for I others, mean, if you're a fan of it, it used. I mean, why not partake in more of it like the world itself is a living breathing entity on its own at this point yeah and, and that's really I, like, where i settled too is like the fans yeah. have made it what it is today not her exactly exactly yep yeah. okay that's a good way to start this episode damn don't get up at this all right <laughs> let's go over some network news real quick streams are back we streamed yesterday our first community night of january and it went really well actually <laughs> it was four hours of just mayhem and i loved it uh we have two new challenge acceptance of course it's our brand new podcast launched last week and it's already doing pretty well uh, this Cheers week, our our challenge. Thank you. Our challenge this week is for Hook. I'm challenging him to watch Hook, and then of course we're we're following up on the Last of Us, uh, the second episode, which I'm loving. And the, there's a new Disney Moms coming out this week, which is going to be a really good one too. Uh, and the last thing I want to make sure to mention on the 25th, Xbox and Bethesda are going to be doing a live stream event, and we're going to be streaming it as well. So come hang out with us. It's going to be something cool where they're having the developers introduce their games, and it's more like developer focused than it is company focused. Which might so be the 25th, the day after this comes out. Yeah. Good call. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Somebody's looking at a calendar. That's <laughs> good. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get into the news. We have a brand new Mandalorian trailer came out during the Cowboys Awesome Winch. Throwing that out there. Uh, Mando is coming out on March 1st. I cannot wait for this. What did you guys think of the trailer? It looks badass. I can't wait for more Mandalorian because 
you know, like with other Star Wars properties, it doesn't have a focus on the Jedi Sith conflict. It's its mm-hmm. own unique property, and it's exciting because you get to see more of the other workings of the Star Wars universe. Now, I haven't seen Andor yet. I'm saving it. I'm going to binge <laughs> it right before Mandalorian. Yeah. But I know uh, Mandalorian is going to continue pushing the envelope for what, you know, can really compel people to invite themselves into more Star Wars storylines that aren't so good versus evil. Yeah. That is exactly a that. really, yeah, such a good way of, of putting it too. Like the, the TV shows have been so much better than the episodic movies have been. Uh, I, I was just talking to my older brother about this. He, I think he thought it was kind of a hot take to say it, but I, I really don't think it is like I enjoyed episode seven, eight, nine for what they were of the movies, but man, they do not hold a candle to even like the clone wars, yeah. which is like so old as far as the Dave Filoni star Wars stuff goes. But yeah, this Mando trailer looks so cool. The, 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 the just going back to Mandalore looks awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, Carl Weathers is in it again. So yes. can't, can't he's complain about too. that. Somebody found some cash. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, he's going up. He, he's making his way through the, through the galaxy there. Yeah. Um, Man, I, I'm excited for it. Every little tease was like, oh, maybe there's something here. I, I can't wait to see where it goes. And Grogu almost started talking in one scene. Oh, he I made a noise. It I. was almost like it was like a reactive, almost like a bark, like if he was a dog. <laughs> but it, it it's like how a dog learns to slowly learns to bark. I've got a four month old puppy, so <laughs> that's what's on the mind right now. But uh, it he, he made a yelp and it was in that kind of almost high-pitched yoda-esque voice so i i wonder if he's gonna start talking in this season interesting I like to use buzz terms but that's gonna break the fucking internet like when he <laughs> does that i can't wait for all the hashtags that's gonna be what's so what's grogu's huge. first word oh he's so cute at I like know. 52 oh what, <laughs> right, he's yeah. only 52 years old what would be the first word Ooh, good question he would probably say this is the way that'll be his first <laughs> phrase oh my god <laughs> right right that's it yep there you go you just nailed it I'm like, no, or something like that. Like he's trying to save. Oh, no, that's perfect. Uh, to the storylines that I think are going to be important, we're going back to Mandor, which is, in my opinion, the best part of Clone Wars is the Mandor, Mandalore storyline. The second thing is that we're going to see Order 66 from Grogu's point of view, which I don't know if we've really gotten a very clear version of that, but I know for sure on Grogu himself, we haven't seen him go through Order 66 before. And I think we're going to learn it was so traumatizing that he forgot the Force. Because he is 50-something years old. He should hmm. know of the Force pretty well before this happened to him. So, it's going to be messy, I think. I like messy. Yeah. And <laughs> trying to go back to Mandalore with the one who thinks she runs it, or should run it, is going to be tricky, too. Because I think that her standards are going to be like that old school, this is how Mandalore lo- No, wait, no, she's not that way, actually. that's the, Actually, that's who uh, he's from, is the not take the helmet off stuff. You're referring to Bo-Katan, right? Thank you. Yeah, Bo-Katan. Okay, know the just names. wanted to make sure the audience knew, because I'm kind of new to this yeah. as well. I forgot the name Bo-Katan. <laughs> I was going to say Starbuck. Starbuck. Well, you know how Starbuck is. She got them gift cards. But no, uh, that's the thing with like... <laughs> she played Starbuck in, in Battlestar Galactica. It's the actress, Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> okay. I was thinking like pumpkin spice. Um, <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. So, so I, I got them mixed up. So yeah, Bo-Katan is the one that's more like, hey, we're cool, we're socially awesome. And he's actually from the line, I mean, I know he's adopted into it, but the line of like, don't take the helmet off, we're hardcore, Darksaber's awesome. So I wonder if that conflict's going to kick back up. 
I wouldn't think so directly oh, yeah. with him, but maybe with his clan. Well, his entire purpose for going back to Mandalore is to regain his honor, basically, to put it in a Klingon. So I can I can compare Star Wars to Star Trek. I told you. And it's totally fine when you do it. But when I do it, no. <laughs> no he, he told the, the I think it was the, the armorer, whoever, that he's going back to Mandalore to right the wrongs of what he did, basically, by removing his helmet. He wronged his view in his view, the order that he follows and he has to go back to Mandalore to basically to request forgiveness from I don't know the ashes of the planet that were pretty much destroyed I yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. know but that's why he's going to Mandalore he's going to get caught up in this whole Sabine Sabine I hope Sabine's in it and this whole Bo-Katan Sabine thing has that's been, going on oh no she's in the Ahsoka one she might be in this yeah but hmm. um yeah uh, we do see some more Paul Sung Hung Lee who's been kind of spotting here and there in both Boba Fett and this um, he's Captain Carson Teva. Now, the reason I'm excited for him is because there was a hint at like a Rogue Squadron TV series. And if that's the yeah. case, maybe where they're like, they, they made some changing in, in casting we know about that actually kind of affected this project specifically. But maybe we can get it with him as a lead in it. Showing like trying to maintain law in the Outer Rim would be awesome. And I'm, I've listened to Jonathan. I've, I've watched Kim, Kim's Convenience. It's one of my favorite shows now. <laughs> And Paul Sung Hung Lee is amazing. He's going to be the Uncle Iris soon. So for Netflix, um, so that sounds cool to me. For the TV show, are you talking about um, Rangers of the New Republic? Yes, I thought that got scrapped. It did because one of the cast members was tweeting some stuff that she shouldn't be tweeting, and so she was oh. tied to that. But I'm hoping, like, hey, if they're bringing in Paul for this, if they're making oh, him a it speaking was... role, yes, okay, I want him to be like, hey. We're leading the Rangers of the problem because one thing that's beneficial to him, we saw it before in, in season two of Mando, is he sees like the law is not black and white out here. They don't know what's going on at Coruscant. Out here, it's all about trying to make sure people survive. And I like that idea of somebody like in the gray, you know, like not a, black an and old white. West sheriff. That's what I want out of the Mandalorian. Everything is <laughs> old West yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we get that. I agree. Anything else you guys want to see out of Mandalorian? I do I, I love don't, the I, Naboo I, Starfighter. I would love to see more Space Wars with that. That'd be cool. Best part of, best part of Boba Fett <laughs> was him getting out of that, that I agree. ship. So cool. Amazing. You know, if he can retroactively make me want more Naboo lore after episode one that I didn't care for, I'm, I'm in for it. If that show can make me want more lore based on his ship, then I, I'm in. So but I... I that planet is so, it's so important. Boring. But it's so well, I mean, important. The ship, so, like, the ship is sexy. Well, the ship is sexy. They, their ships are super sexy. I actually got two of those toys. But that planet is nice. so boring, and yet we keep going back to Tatooine, and which is just a fucking ugly yep. planet. But I'm like, the yep. Emperor came from Naboo. <laughs> like, why are we not going to Naboo more often? The, <laughs> That's a good point. The mother of Darth Vader, or not, I mean, not the mother, the mother of Luke Skywalker from Naboo. Like, there's so many things out there that are like... Finn asked, why are we always going back to Jakku when we could go back to Naboo? <laughs> oh, oh, watch out, folks. Star Wars raps coming to Geek Freaks. <laughs> this is like some most, like some deaf poetry going on on this podcast. All right. Uh, Let's move on to our next topic here. E the EU is taking some major steps in gaming regulations. So a couple of things that they're trying to do. Twofold. First one, is they want to update to have more information clearly labeled on the game boxes, as if game boxes are a thing. Update their PEGI rating systems. That's kind of like our ESRB. They want to give parents the ability to limit both playtime. Game boxes and, are totally a thing. Just well, saying. I know. I'm talking like the worst guy about that. 
um, <laughs> limit both playtime and money spent on games by parents, and also limiting um, addiction practices in gaming. Some of the other things I want to do is reinvest in gaming, make sure that it's basically got uh, more mental health and educational practices in there, that they uh, level out the gender workforce, the gender in the workforce, whatever. Um, multiple things like that. Obviously, this means that Europe's just putting more money into gaming, but they need gaming to be two standards of other entertainment. How can United States learn from these moves? Before I answer that, I'm going to say that I'm I always preface every answer. Whenever you ask a question, I always preface it with a long. Well, this is how I feel. But <laughs> I, I kind of don't think that this is actually truly going to be what Peggy says it's going to be or what Europe says it's going to be for Peggy. Right. Like, I don't I don't think this is all going to happen. I just I'm very skeptical of it even happening to that extent because it sounds too good to be true mm -hmm. and usually when it comes to a government specifically with either the the u.s or the eu it usually is when it comes to regulations specifically so how can the u.s adopt this the esrb is i i i probably need to do more research before i give an educated response so i'm going to give the kevin geek freaks response by saying maybe the esrb needs to die and peggy should just be adopted worldwide worldwide that's, Interesting. that's a hot take. I'm, or maybe that they can work closer together, the ESRB like and Peggy, if they don't. Like, I, 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 well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, EU's I mean, what's the different from US? Like, we have different standards in, you know, like violence or pornography. Yeah, that's or, fair. That's fair. You know, sex and movies. We like usually have less standards for that than gambling. Than Europe. Well, not necessarily. For like sexuality, we have higher standards, but violence, we have lower standards. Well, I'm glad I said that I was uneducated because I clearly am. But I, I, I still think that there there should be some working relationship between the two companies or between the two governments with the companies or maybe get the governments out of it. Maybe that's probably but the best. Yeah. I Well, that's the best if we had some sort of new regulatory system in place. Like if we had like a third party, like um, Better Business Bureau, I think that's probably government too. whatever. But yeah, it's not like we necessarily need like what, what's happening with the EU is they're creating a new department essentially to enforce these new rules that they're making and we know that that's just adding more red tape to something and it's not going to be as quickly adopted as it probably should be right i do think there's a lot of good things going to be happening with this though Over. yeah I, I if they actually do reinvest into gaming to promote uh like mental health and mental health awareness stuff like that in games that is phenomenal yeah i don't see the u.s ever doing that I wish they would, but that would be step one for a lot of things. Yeah, U.S. is, you know, consumer, like, focused. Like, there's no way they're ever going to limit anything in the U.S. hyper-capitalist, yes. Right. And <laughs> EU is made up of various countries that each have their own guidelines or regulations on how to govern its people. Mm -hmm. So I feel like with the U.S., you know, it's going to be really difficult for anybody to influence our decision making in the government right because i mean widespread problems abound as we speak in our government and in our country but that's getting beside the point but uh you know with eu trying to push this it does show that they care and i think that's what matters most in this story at least they're taking steps to educate people better on you know the effects of addiction like me myself, like I clearly I'm <laughs> an addict as well in gaming. Same, so same. I think maybe we all are. Yeah. If you know, I was reached out by an earlier age 
to like get more information, maybe I wouldn't be as addicted to World of Warcraft mm. or <laughs> Earthstone or. <laughs> do you wish somebody had reached out and kind of stopped you from gaming as much as you do now today? Oh man, that's. I don't think I would want to answer that <laughs> that's question. <a> question. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like it's like drinking a bitter and asking if somebody would, if you wanted to have somebody stop your alcoholism. But well, um, I, let me say this. Let me say this. Like you know, any form of dependence is a comfort to you, and right. Without that, where else, where would you have ended up? You know, if I didn't have this to what be I addicted to, else? I would have found something else, like maybe something worse. So exercise. I always wish I was addicted to exercise. It's <laughs> fucking bastards. Like that, they're living the good life, right? Healthy <laughs> I eating. Oh, I just gotta get on the like treadmill. Vegetables. <laughs> like yeah, can't get enough carrots. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I yeah. I, anyway, I just don't. I I I don't trust government oversight of it especially as you were saying with the eu being made up of so many different countries like that's a good point yeah it's 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 hard to trust a government entity with this but as we know the games industry if left to govern itself will always do the wrong thing like a hundred percent of the time i think it's been shown again and again and again so at least there's some steps being taken something somewhere it's not here, and I don't think it'll be here for a very long time. The move does Aspects. show, yeah, it shows that they're willing to reach out and help those in need who aren't properly educated and don't know yeah. what their kids are getting into. Like the most interesting thing I found about this was giving parents options to limit playtime and money spent. How would that work? Yeah, you'd you have think? to like a lot. Like it, it would be kind of like on the iPhone. I think you could do something where basically, like, hey, you can only play for on the iPhone for two hours a day, maybe. And then it gives you a warning, the kid a warning, like, hey, you're you've got twenty minutes left. That would probably be very useful. And but I mean, you know, I'm not a therapist or a psychologist, but there's probably also a thing where like once you start limiting something, they want it more. I know that was how yeah. it is for me, especially in high school. You know, um, of course. So that that's also <laughs> a thing to kind of keep in mind. And, and the personally, I think one of the things out of this that I really hope we do adopt is clear labels on video games even if like say on steam you know on the side there it shows like oh this is a single player game blah 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 that should be standard across the industry and should also include things like includes a battle pass has loot boxes stuff like that would be very helpful so if i'm a parent trying to buy a game for one of my kids and i'm like oh it has in-app things but or it has in-app purchases but it doesn't have battle pass so i know they're not going to re-up on the purchases all the time maybe stuff like that you know i have actually started seeing more and more of that the in-app purchases on the esrb tags oh, here in the cool. states lately yeah i think that that's happened with this generation of like the ps5 yeah. xbox whatever games but god is so pissed that and he's a guy who like pirates half his games he's so pissed that games are going up to 79.99 and it's like well if it, people didn't pirate the game so much you know it, it, it wouldn't be going up i don't think that's the Wait, problem no, i really stop, don't but games jumped to 79.99 or I think 69, it's 69, sorry, 6999. I was yeah. going to say, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Where so was not I, only did I Not only did I pre-order Harry Hogwarts, I got the collector's edition. <laughs> Harry Hogwarts. <laughs> Harry Hogwarts. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call that Harry Hogwarts from now on. Come watch the stream Harry Hogwarts, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. I swear. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think there's a lot of things here that I would, I would like to have. It reminds me, you remember in the back of the Xbox, like Xbox original, I think 360 as well, had like the green... If it was uh, like not online and orange, if it was online, it would just tell you really yeah. clear. I thought that was such a good system. And I think like something like that would be good, too. Like nice. the classic Xbox case had Xbox Live enabled on yes. the top. I right, think it was. Right. OK, yeah. 
And when you're and on, trying, I think it was on the back of the 360 cases. Yeah. And I think it's less of a problem now, but back in the day, there was a huge disconnect between what the kid was playing and what the parents were knowing. Nowadays, I don't think as much because I think there's a lot more uh, intermingling between parent and child in video gaming. And so I don't think it's as much of a problem, but it's still a problem, right? I know like for my brothers and, uh, and cousins and stuff like that that have and friends that have children, <laughs> I, I don't know why, maybe it's part of Geek Freaks, the kids come to me and show me like YouTubers playing video games all the time. And I'm like, do you, and I'll tell the dad like, you know, he's watching some guy that's like doing some stuff. He probably shouldn't be, you know, like I'll, I'm like the filter a little bit, but you know, <laughs> that's how it is. I'm the cool uncle. What can I say? <laughs> so let me ask you about this. What's the one game that was say M for mature that you played not as mature? <laughs> I, I, my parents let me play whatever. Grant that thought up for sure. When I was a kid. Yeah, Every, exactly. Yeah. GTA. So yeah. it's like, what is the benefit of holding that back from an emerging teenager who wants to, you know, exercise his freedom to rebel? <laughs> yeah. Why not just buy so the I, game I, and have him in the house and boom? <laughs> that might be, I, I'm sorry to say this, another topic for another it time. Is, like the, the, the rating system specifically, but the uh, as far as in-app purchases, battle passes, all that kind of crap goes, there does need to be some sort of clear guidelines as to how they label it so if a parent happens to buy a i guess it'd be a grandparent probably buying a physical copy of a game for a kid coming from a physical game collector an aspiring physical game collector um there does need to be something on there or even on digital when they buy something it needs to be clear that this stuff is there i that was my favorite part of of video game retail was when somebody came in had no clue about video games but they were trying to buy something for their kid and i was like Let's let's start to de- let's start developing the game profile for your kid. And it was so fun. I mean, like, yeah, you know, I tell you that right now this kid really wants to play 13. It's an unknown game, but the shell shading super good on it. Da, 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 da. And, you know, oftentimes I would hear how good the game was. It was I just love that part of that that job. All right, moving on to our next thing here, guys. So we're not post pandemic or anything like that. I'm not saying any buzz terms. So calm down. But people are going to conventions a lot more right now. And we're going to start celebrating that. And, you know, we're going to we have like seven conventions on the docket right now. It's a it's a big year for us. Um, so what we're going to do is monthly, we're going to start sharing the local conventions on our website. We're going to have an article each month that'll show some of the biggest local conventions that you could go to with some of the recent photos. So you can kind of see what it looks like there. And then we're going to be Jonathan will normally share these conventions on our podcast like we did back in 2019, which feels like 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's we're gonna do in that. <laughs> Our first convention, though, I'm excited to talk about that we're gonna be attending is CCS 2023, which was in September, but now is in April, April 15th here in Sacramento. We are super excited for this, and we have a couple people making a road trip to it. Correct? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be my first convention. That's not nuts. to mention <laughs> my Actually, first road too. trip. Oh my god! Really? Exactly. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys. The Papa Dutch Cherries. There we go. Okay. So to anybody listening to this, Kyle and I have been friends for a very long time. We have not met Frank in person or I, any of the other crew that's, that's how in person is. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Ask, so yeah, I blame COVID. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. There you go. Thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> oh, I'm using that for everything now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. So yeah, road you guys trip. are making the trip out here. One of you guys flying and then driving, and the other one making that long road trip. Which maybe we'll get some pictures. Of the road trip It'll be fun if you check out some like comic book shops along the way. Just throwing that out there. I'm. It's it's possible. 
That'd be awesome. All right. So at this convention, we're still developing what we're going to be doing. It's, it's we're working with um, the board of directors and stuff like that for what we're going to be doing. Uh, but one, one thing we know for sure we're going to be doing, and we're talking about the details right now, is we're hosting, we're going to be hosting our first esports event, Geek Freaks Presents esports event. I'm really excited for this. Um, we're still working out between me and Tyler. Tyler's going to be actually running the booth for it, whether it's going to be Tetris or Smash Brothers. And I want it to be Smash Brothers. He wants to be Tetris. He's like, oh, the Tetris will get better caliber players. Smash Bros. would get too many people. I'm like, too many people is not bad. <laughs> I'm okay with too many people. <laughs> so uh, we're talking about that. My but yeah, we're gonna be, yeah, <laughs> we're going to be having access to an arena all over. Like, I'm sorry, not arena, a theater all our own. So you guys can come up, play some Smash Brothers or Tetris with us and qualify. Everybody's welcome to come to the convention. Everybody's welcome to go to the tournament. You could qualify right there on the spot. So even if you think you're good, but you've never competed before, we're going to be super friendly about it. We're going to have Tyler... And his two new co-hosts, which will be live podcasting there, by the way, for their, their brand new show, which will be announced later down the road. Um, and you guys could sit there. He'll help you, teach you how to qualify, teach you some trip, tips and tricks to get you qualified if you need to be. And we'll get you on the board and then we'll, you'll, you'll rank up and stuff like that. Well, you guys will see. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, so we have the esports thing. So many game devs there you guys can talk with. We're going to be interviewing uh, them live. Uh, we'll have a couple of our shows. Disney Moms is going to be podcasting live there, too, I believe. So a couple of our podcasts will be doing live there. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. So I'm excited for you guys to come out and hang out with us. All right. So here are some of the conventions that we have coming up this upcoming month that we're going to give you guys a heads up on. We have a lot of UK listeners. Okay. And I know for the UK, they don't have as many conventions as us. But here's two big ones you guys should be checking out. There's the Bristol Anime and Gaming Con 2023. That's going to be February 4th and 5th in Bristol. And then the London Anime Gaming Con, which I saw some pictures of this thing. It's freaking awesome. And that's on the 10th and the 12th of February. February 12th. I don't know which way you guys put it. It's something different in the UK. <laughs> that's um, Missouri Comic Con. 10th we have some, February. Yeah. The 10th of February. <laughs> uh, we, Missouri Comic Con. We have some friends going to that one, actually. That's going to be February 11th and 12th. Uh, that's going to be in Springfield. Uh, Fan Expo Portland. Uh, that's going to be February 17th nah. and 19th. Okay. <laughs> that's going to be in Portland. It's going to have Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell there. So might be, might be interested Pretty in that. Pretty cool. This one, the tickets are already sold out, but I just want to announce it because it's so freaking cool. The Star Trek, The Cruise, 2023, February 24th through March 3rd. Guess how much tickets are for this convention? For like the, the, the worst spots. 3K. $2,000? I was going to guess two. Holy shit. It was two and change. Holy so about 3K. Yeah. I looked into it. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, that's okay. We're going to kill it off that. Off the fans. Right. Uh, Alaska's got a Comic Con. I didn't know Alaska had a lot of Comic uh, Con. Maybe I shouldn't be a Star one Trek one. <laughs> they got, Yeah, Sorry. right. You maybe, maybe you should look at the Doctor Who conventions. They might be cheaper. Uh, <laughs> February 25th, 26th in Fairbanks, Alaska. And then this is one that's really cool. I, I really want to suggest this one. I was looking at a picture of this one as well. Heroes, Villains, and Blurreds 2023, February 26th. That's in Winter Park, Florida. This is focused on Black Nerd Community. And that's a community within itself, and it's really accepting. So if you're kind of like, oh, I'm a black nerd, and I'm trying to find... First off, we have people we follow that I really suggest that are really cool, uh, focusing on the black nerd community. It's really neat. Um, and then this is a convention tailored to you, so it's a good introduction into convention life. So it's a really good way to... That's Winter Park, Florida. And that is the convention you guys should check it out. We're going to be going into headlines. I want to throw out that I'm so fucking pissed off that Star Trek canceled the Seattle. Did they actually cancel uh, it? I know they weren't updating canceled. everybody and everybody's pissed about it. So I was like, something's not right. 
They canceled it in November, apparently. I looked into it last week. Oh, okay. Do you know why yeah, they canceled pissed. it? Uh, no. No idea. Okay. They said they were hemming and hawing, basically, about it for a while and decided hmm. to cancel it. If you looked at, like, the Actually, forums and stuff like that, people were just asking, like, where, what is some announcements for this? Why are tickets not on sale? People were pissed. All right, here's our headlines. The John Wick director is going to be leading a new Rainbow Six movie, and it's going to be an entire franchise, actually, starring Michael B. Jordan. So if you guys watched Without Remorse, it's an Amazon exclusive. That's actually a Ghost Recon movie, a Tom Clancy movie, and it's going to be leading, that's his origin story, it's going to be leading into a whole franchise of movies focused on Michael B. Jordan playing through Rainbow Six storylines, which I guess is a book series. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Stephen Colbert is working on a brand new fantasy series for Paramount. It's going to be based off Roger Zelensky's The Chronicles of Amber. I bought this book because of those terms. <laughs> I was like, yes, Colbert's into it. George R. R. Martin's been trying to get people to make this just because he's a fan of the books, not because he wanted to do it himself. So it's, it's supposed to be really, really good. It's a 1,200-page book, though, so we'll see how fast I get through that. Returnal's coming to PC on February 15th. Megan 2.0 is officially in the works. It'll be released January 17th, 2025. And this is really cool. The two separate Avatar projects apparently are more connected than we thought. The Netflix live action series is going to be introducing canon. They won't be canonized until the new animated series coming next year. So they're clearly sharing information. Colbert working on a new fantasy series. Uh, I have no idea. Did you have you read this yet? Not yet. I just ordered it. It's not in yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm very curious. I, I know he's such a Tolkien nerd. Yeah. So this seems <laughs> like Doom. right up his alley. Yeah. 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 This seems right up Colbert's alley. And he's got that like very, he's got a very specific sense of humor. So if he's working on this at all, I'm almost concerned to, to see where the fantasy ends and if it's going to be comedy as well. But I, I'm super excited to see what this is going to be. But with his fandoms, he's super into like minute details. That's that's true. So he might be I've like listen to his Lord of the Rings tirades on his show. They're great. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. At Comic-Con, actually, Pat Nozzle called him out for this. He was like correcting the Rings of Power cast on like, no, that's not what your character's name is. You get, you're saying it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, they got they got the they got the info. So that'll be good. Kyle, anything you want to discuss from this list? Nothing really jumps out. Um, I had the opportunity to see Megan or Avatar again. I oh, chose yeah. Avatar again. Because okay. I loved it. Um, speaking of Avatar, it's really cool that, you know, Netflix is, you know, kind of, you know, giving up their advantage, I guess, and allowing, I'm not sure what the other name is, Avatar Projects? So, Avatar The Last Airbender, by the way, not Avatar Blue People. No, I, 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 I yeah, I understand that. Okay. I just, I was trying to say, like, I don't know who the other studio yeah. <laughs> is. Uh, so, so, just to kind of break down the story on this. Uh, Avatar, the Netflix series, had the two original creators on there helping out with the project. They left oh, because yeah. of differences and started Avatar yep. Studios, where now they're actually making like MCU-level projects going on that's set in there. And we thought, oh, no, that's too bad because we're looking forward to this Netflix one. Come to find out, they're, no, they're actually still in communication. They're sharing canon, um, which is something that we didn't think was going to happen. So that, that's just kind of hopeful oh, for those great. of us that are looking that's... forward to this. Yeah. That's really good news because Avatar has been in ice for a really long time now and 
Kevin, that's another fandom you should probably join, by the way. I was just going to say, yeah. I didn't want to interrupt, though. I was going to say, is, is this another fandom that I should try to be a part of? Yes. But I think I'm... Absolutely. I think I'm it a is. part of too many like, fandoms. Like it, drop one of them. I don't have enough time in the day. I got to tell you <laughs> something. Like My wife was a huge Avatar fan, and then Frank as well. And I decided to give it a shot, like maybe four years ago. It is incredible animated series. Like I was moved many times by it. Like it's yeah. such a really it's such a really good show with really good characters. I know it's a bit, you know, aimed it's towards younger to audiences. Jump into uh, as well. well, there's not really much to consume. You have the Avatar original show, which is three seasons. I think of like oh. twenty episodes. Yeah. And then you have Legend of Korra, which is four seasons of like 12 to 16. It I just think. feels like it should be so much longer because I've heard so many things about it over such a long period yeah. of time. It yeah, that's like what makes that it much. great. Yeah. There's so many like lore dumps in those two separate shows that make okay. it all encompassing and really engrossing yeah. to like delve into. I would, I would suggest you just don't even plan on watching Legend of Korra. See if your fandom carries you there, but stick to trying right. out Avatar for the three seasons. And oh, yeah, man, it's so it, good. It, it's so well uh, built that you're like, man, this world is freaking cool. That's a great shirt, by the way. It's so freaking cool. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's like, worth I, checking out. I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for Frank, but when I first watched Korra and I, you know, seeing how much time has passed between the two shows, you're like, holy crap, this is really cool. Like, there's a lot of yeah. potential for like so many different storylines. And it's just really, really fun to watch. The villain. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. It is. Um, Okay, so that's it for headlines. We're gonna be closing things out with playing and watching. So these are recommendations as well. Has there any been anything you guys been playing or watching that you want to share with everybody as a recommendation or anything like that? Um, I already shared Kim's convenience last week, but I will say that if you're a World of Warcraft player, there's a very big patch coming out the week that you're listening to this, and uh, it's the release schedule for World of Warcraft is kind of insane. It is Legion level, so. I'll just say that. I know that doesn't mean much for a lot of people, but it means a lot for a little people. Um, I have been busy. I've, along with World of Warcraft, I've been watching several shows. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us on HBO is incredible. <sighs> Highly recommend it, especially yes. to you, Kevin, because you haven't played the game, I don't think. I've seen this. I've seen a playthrough of the game. Though. Yeah, oh, okay. Okay. But, but I know uh, the story. You know, it's just fascinating because, you know, me, I've loved Last of Us since it first came out a decade ago. And now my parents are watching the HBO show and they love it. And they had no idea that I had a video game that I love so much. And it's really cool to see how it's gripping those audiences, those people that aren't game players. So it's really neat to see how that's being adapted to normal. I will audiences. say it's cool. I like that because I did sell through all of my physical copies of Last of Us on PS3. Oh, <laughs> when, the show, when the show that's cool. yeah when the show Ooh. premiered i sold through my my ps3 copies of the Jeez. last that's cool us. man nice. yeah i like that <laughs> it's funny you bring um, that up kyle because i i went to, to my parents house to go watch it because i was like oh, i think this is a show you guys are gonna like because they, be, they like walking dead and stuff um oh yeah and i i had a I had this conversation multiple times they were like this is a video game i don't understand I'm like actually i'm like trying to tell them like no this shot for shot is from the video game actually like they're rolling down the hill and stuff and they're like, oh, I like Sarah's like oh. <laughs> stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> you know, uh, did you have that conversation with your parents? Were they ever like, how is this a video game? And, and, and stuff like that kind of blown away by the quality of the story. Uh, well, I mean, not so much that particular conversation, but they've just told me like the quality is really good. The acting is really well done. Oh, yeah. Like that was my biggest concern was the casting. And mm-hmm. 
yeah, that was easily brushed aside with that first episode. Yeah. The casting was yeah. perfect. The budget's gorgeous too. <laughs> they they put money yes. into that show. Holy cow. <laughs> I can't wait for Sunday's episode. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, guys, uh Challenge Accepted will release the response to that episode that night. So check that out. What do you got, Kyle? Or Kevin? Um, I, w- I was hesitant on whether I was going to watch this or not, but I ended up watching that 90s show on Netflix. Oh, really? I, hmm. Yeah, it was it was exactly what you'd expect. It wasn't disappointing. It was ac- OK. It was, a, it was a little bit better than I expected because I was expecting to be disappointed by it. I actually really liked the cast. Like I liked the new set of kids. Um, I don't think they did too many gratuitous. Oh, this is another character from that 70s show that you liked. OK, they didn't do a like a ton of that because it was only 10 episodes, but I, I thought it was, it stayed true to what that 70s show was while being a, its own new thing. And I, I enjoyed it enough. I'm not going to say I, that I'll ever watch it again. Like I watched these episodes and I won't binge it again. Yeah. Like I do with community and parks and rec and all those shows, You're but on some heat right it, was, it was worth a watch. If you like that 70s show, it's yeah. worth a watch. Does that kind of sitcom still have, cause the, the shows you just mentioned community and parks and rec, they don't have laugh tracks. Does that kind of sitcom still hold up to today? No, but the way that I took <laughs> it, I, I watched it. I'm like, okay, th- I'm watching a multiverse episode of WandaVision right now. That's oh, kind of how I went nice. into it. <laughs> oh, wow. I went into it th- with that geek frame of mind. And um, then I quickly just got out of that <laughs> and ignored the whole laugh track comedy situation that I was in my head about. And just enjoyed it for what it was. I have a hard time watching How I Met Your Mother anymore because of that. I'm just like, man, they're just... Yeah. Man, this is a clearly laugh track. It's, it's hard. too bad, you know? But yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's it for Geek Freaks. Thank you guys very much for hanging out with us. Remember to check out everything coming from Geek Freaks uh, Network this week. So many cool things. That Disney mom's gone wrong, by the way, guys. I just finished editing. That is a blast. Go so check that out. All the mics are working really cool. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Bye.